This episode is being brought to you by the Speak English with Tiffany Academy. If you are tired of trying to figure out what to study, if you want to get a better job but your English is holding you back, or if you feel stuck at the same English level and you don't know what to do, then the Academy is for you. When you join the Academy, you will get access to a 365-day English lesson plan created specifically for intermediate and advanced English learners. These 365 days of English lessons will cover English vocabulary, American culture, listening skills, fluency, idioms, expressions, and so much more. You will also be able to join a private community where you can practice what you learn with English learners from all around the world. So join today by going to www.speakenglishwithtiffanyacademy.com. Welcome to the Speak English with Tiffany podcast, a podcast especially created for intermediate and advanced English learners. In this podcast, you will hear natural English conversations, learn specific English tips and tricks, and also get to know many different ESL teachers. This podcast will take your English ability to the next level and help you to be more confident and more fluent when you speak in English. Are you ready? Well then, let's jump right in. Hey everyone, this is Teacher Tiffany and I want to thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. In today's episode, you are going to hear part two of the conversation I had with Teacher Julie all about the topic of communication. Now remember, these episodes will help you learn how to speak fluently about various topics. And again, today's episode is part two of the topic about communication. Now today, Julie and I will answer the following questions. You'll hear new expressions, new words, and so many other things that will help you be fluent in English. Number one, are you talkative or do you like to listen more? Number two, what are some tools you use to improve communication? Number three, what kind of conversations make you uncomfortable? And number four, do you enjoy direct communication or are you more laid back? And number five, what are some good habits you have in conversations? Now, as we answer these questions, again, you'll hear new words and expressions and you'll learn the natural way a conversation should go in English. So I know you're going to enjoy it. Now, before we jump into the episode, I want to remind you about the weekly English words membership. That's right. Weeklyenglishwords.com. You see, each podcast episode includes tons of new vocabulary words, expressions, and idioms that are used by native English speakers. But you know, as an English learner, it's hard for you to know the correct meanings and how to use the words, expressions, and idioms properly. That's exactly why the Weekly English Words membership was created. As a member, after each podcast episode, you will find an entire section that includes video explanations for more than 25 words and expressions that were used during the episode. As a member, you will also be able to download a PDF that includes the definitions, 
When I say you won't find this anywhere else on the internet, trust me, I'm not lying. This is something you need if you want to truly speak English fluently and sound like a native English speaker. So again, you can go to www.weeklyenglishwords.com and start learning more today. Remember, the words and expressions will be heard in this episode and you can learn more about them by going to weeklyenglishwords.com. Now, are you ready for this episode? Well then, let's jump right in to today's episode. Hey, Julie, how are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great, doing great. Um, I'm looking forward to this conversation because our last one was so interesting. I enjoyed it a lot. So I'm yeah, it was good. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I looked at the questions again, students were continuing with the topic of communication and we have five more questions. And again, as I mentioned last time, listening, you're going to listen to our responses uh, just to help you see how to talk about this topic. But then remember, after you listen to the episode, try to practice with a friend answering these questions too. All right. Now, the first question, Julie, it's, it's interesting because I feel like the end of our conversation in the last episode was kind of answering this question. But for those who didn't listen to the episode, we'll still answer it here too. Yeah. All right. Here's the question. Are you talkative or do you like to listen more? I am talkative. Uh, I'm very talkative. Uh, I also really, really like to listen, though, especially if someone has something interesting to say. I struggle to listen if the person is talking about something that I don't care about or just talking about something really boring or talking about like themselves in a way that is very detached from the world. Like these are the times when I don't like to listen, but I really do like talking and listening. Like I like having conversations in general. Let me ask a little bit. When you say detached from the world, I, I think that you were very <laughs> politically correct in what the way you just answered. It was amazing. And I was in the background smiling. It's like, wow, she's amazing. <laughs> but let me dig a little deeper. So when you say someone is detached from the world, is it just that the topic they're speaking about is just not a topic you're interested in? Or is it that what they're talking about is fluff. Like it's just, it just doesn't make sense. What do you? <laughs> I think it's more what they're talking about doesn't make sense because like a good speaker can speak about any topic and make it interesting. Like I've listened to people talk about things that I know nothing about mm -hmm. and I have like, they've sparked my interest. Like I've become interested just because they're like, I'm like, wow, like this thing sounds amazing. Um, and then I hear people talking about things and it's that they're like out of touch with reality. Like they're talking about <laughs> things that make no sense. Like they just have no concept of reality. So that to me is very annoying. Like I have trouble. Um, like, like you said, I'm politically correct. I'm polite. Um, and I try to, I try to, you know, to, to stick it out and to, to stay in the conversation, but um, that's a challenge for me. So it's more so when they're just like talking about something that makes no sense. And it sounds like they're like on another planet and it's just unrelatable. Like you don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> got you. Got you. Okay. Um, the reason I asked for a clarification is because like, wait a minute, I know she listens well, even when she doesn't find the topic interesting, but yeah, that makes sense. Like if they make it interesting, you listen. Um, let me see. Let me see. For me, I actually, I think I listen more. So even though I am talkative, um, 
again, it all depends on the person. Like with my soup, like there's certain friends where I'll talk more and then they'll listen. But then it's like this back and forth where they'll talk sometimes and I'll listen. But I think in general, I'm actually a listener, even though it's a little bit strange for those listening may think I'm always a talker, but I am talkative. Like when I was in school, I got in, I, that's the only thing I got in trouble for. Like I was a great student. Teachers love me, students love me. But every time I got my report card, she just talks a little too much. <laughs> so like that was the only thing I got in trouble for, my sister and I. So I am talkative, but as I've gotten older, I realize, oh, I am a listener. Like I don't mind listening and I want to kind of, you know, help people get through their emotions and like process things that are going on in their life or whatever. So I actually am more of a listener. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah. I guess that's why I- But I think, I think you have the ability to speak. It's not necessarily that you're talkative. Like, like I'm talkative. I know sometimes I talk a lot. Like I, I, over I enjoy process. it though. It's not bad. It's not bad. Like you're no, talking. I good. I like it, but like I also recognize that sometimes I'm like repeating or like really thinking about what I'm saying, and sometimes like it's too long. But um, <laughs> I think that you have the like you have very strong speaking skills. Like in the sense that even if you're on a podcast with anyone, mm-hmm. you can carry the conversation because you are listening to what the person is saying. So like. Mm-hmm. It you're you're talkative, but you're a strong speaker, and they're they're different. I think so. Yeah. Thank you, Julie. Listen, guys, (laughs) throwing out the compliments and I appreciate them. All right. I appreciate that. (laughs) All right. Then, um, so we're talking about like, we both can communicate, right? So the question I want to ask you then is for those listening, like they're learning English, but they're also trying to learn communication skills. So what are some tools you use to improve communication? I think this is a very interesting question. Yes, this is a very interesting. Some <laughs> tools I use to improve my own communication or my students, like to help my students. Let's say your own, because I think yeah. we're going to try to answer it from our perspective. Because I was like, oh, wait a minute. Let's say if we're not speaking as teachers, if we're just speaking as individuals, this mm-hmm. would be a little challenging question. But what do you think? It's a challenging question, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, actually, I have not always been as strong of a communicator as I am now. Um, It's not that I, no, I think like I always had great listening skills and I could speak to close friends, but I think like my ability to communicate came with um, understanding other people and wanting to understand other people. Uh, This made me a stronger communicator. So like, I think curiosity is one, I guess. Um, but I guess this is a quality, not really a a tool. Um, I'm trying to think of what I would consider a tool. Like I, I improve my communication skills through practice and through training and through teaching. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, curiosity, I think like I, I wanted genuinely to, to, understand people around me and it's also like you have to kind of make you have to kind of make um an effort like we talked about this in the last episode that you have to like communication is not a one-way street so if you if you actually genuinely consider the other person in the conversation um like how they're feeling what they're saying uh I think that will strengthen your communication skills yeah I agree I agree. That makes sense. I don't know if that answers the question, though. 
I think so because it says <laughs> tools, but I'm like, we don't necessarily have physical tools. Like, let me get this hammer right here. Let me get this. <laughs> like, we don't have those. So I think, yes, like the tools are, you know, more figurative. So um, to yeah. piggyback on what you said and to add to it, I would say um, from the standpoint, so if we have the understanding of, hey, I need to listen to that person better and understand what they're saying. The other thing I would say also is learning how to organize your own thoughts. And you've mentioned this before in a conversation and I think in also in the course. Ah, hey, I'll tell you guys again. Uh, the business English course is called Essential English for Business course. Uh, Julie, you talk about this, like saying yeah. things that mean something, like things that are important or that are related to the conversation. So again, students, if you're interested in business English, all you have to do is go to essentialenglishforbusiness.com. Um, and it's a great course that teacher Julie put together. Um, learning how to like be brief and concise. Like, what are you trying to say? Organize it like not basically saying a lot of fluff and getting right to the point. I think that also helps you to communicate better. That's a tool that I think, not even just with English, with any language, if you're able to break a, a point down or break a concept down clearly, then you're seen as a better communicator. And I'll say that I think that's one thing that I've worked on a lot. And I think that's one thing that people kind of recognize. Like if I'm giving a speech or doing something, I always try to make a difficult concept simple, like yeah. break it down to the main parts. And I think that's a really important part of being a good communicator. So yeah, the tool, I think. That's a tool. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What kind of conversations make you uncomfortable? Uncomfortable. Many conversations. <laughs> um, what kind of conversations make me uncomfortable? Actually, um, I think that like if I've had a disagreement or a fight or a conflict with someone and then I have to talk to them, I feel a little bit uncomfortable. I am not I don't get uncomfortable easily. Like I can talk to people in a lot of situations, but um it's more so like if we've had a big fight, like things have gotten blown out of proportion and maybe like people have yelled and yeah. then I have to talk to them calmly soon after. I feel uncomfortable in those situations, but not many other situations really. Yeah. What about you? I'm trying to think. Um, so I'm trying to think. So I'm usually the person that's the, what is it? Like trying to, when something does happen, I'm like, nope, let's come together. Let's talk it out. Like I'm used, I, I like, com no, I don't like conflict resolution, but I'm all, <laughs> let's have some resolution. No, I'm not like that. But like, I'm usually the one open to conflict resolution. Like, no, I know the, 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 um, the effects of letting something fester for a long time. So I'm like, no, we got to talk about this. So I'm usually the one that'll mention, like, we got to come together and talk about this. So I don't find those conversations uncomfortable when it's like, okay, we're on the, we need to talk about this. I get what you're saying too. Like if there's been yelling and stuff, then it's like, okay, this is awkward. Um, I think the ones that make me uncomfortable are when I'm trying to think of past conversations when, ah, how do I, how do I put this in words without like, I don't know who listens to this. So that's why I'm trying to choose my words correctly. When it's a situation where I know we have to discuss whatever the disagreement was, but I'm aware of the fact that we're not going to come to a common ground, if that makes sense. Like, we're going to agree to disagree, 
But in that agreeing to disagree, I see that the relationship probably won't get better. It'll just either stay where it is or get worse. Those conversations make me uncomfortable because I don't like to lose a friend. I don't like to ruin a relationship, whatever it may be. But when I'm aware that, dang, we're going to have this conversation, but we're still not going to see eye to eye. We won't be mad at each other, but we're probably not going to go back to where we were. Those conversations make me uncomfortable. I think that was the most political. I think. It depends like who I'm, who I'm dealing with. Like if I, I, conflict resolution is important and it's okay for me if the other person is reasonable, mm-hmm. um, if the other person is unreasonable, but it's like someone I can't avoid mm-hmm. and I have to talk to them like out of obligation, then I'm uncomfortable. Like it's yeah. okay for me to discuss a problem and to try to solve it and to understand it. That's okay. But yeah, it's more so like dealing with people who I see as unreasonable, but I can't avoid, yeah. then I, I don't like it. Yes. That's a good point. That's a very good point. <laughs> a very, good point. very good point. I, uh, story time. I <laughs> like, I just added that in there. Um, <laughs> you and I, I think I've told you this story before too. When you're saying like, when someone's unreasonable, you're right. It's uncomfortable to talk to them. So I am not a yeller. Like I literally, like I can count on my hands the amount of time I've yelled. And I don't like to yell because I usually can control my emotions. And if I'm yelling, I'm, I'm, out. I'm like, I'm, I'm done. So one situation where I yelled was with a person that I was like, this is unreasonable. Like I've tried all the lot. I tried all the logical methods to talk to that person and the logical methods did not work. Like, and I just exploded. And I was like, I don't like this side of me. <laughs> so I'm just going to step away and yeah. go back and let's not. So yeah, I, I get, yeah. It isn't comfortable when they. Yeah. So it's not all conflict. It's like those situations where you'd rather like, it's not even worth the time or the effort, but you can't avoid the person for whatever reason. Like if it's a colleague or a a friend of a family member or something like this, and you can't get away from them. Like if it's a stranger, I would just not bother seeing or talking to them, but yeah, yeah. I don't really, we're not going to see each other again. So whatever. (laughs) Um, okay. Then do you enjoy more like direct communication or are you more laid back? And I think this question again, for those listening to make it clear, direct, like, Hey, let's address what's going on. Or do you kind of like go from the back door? Like, eh, let's kind of relax a little bit and just kind of ease on into it. What, What do you think? Yeah, I think I'm pretty indirect. Um, so I've been told by my boyfriend and uh, <laughs> and others, but I think that this is also a cultural thing. And I think communication is affected or influenced heavily by our culture and um, Canadians or Western people or Americans in general are pretty like indirect when it comes to addressing a conflict. So um, yeah. I think that's in my nature, in my culture, and I see it as polite. Like sometimes the situation calls for you to be direct, but that's not my first approach naturally. Got you. Got you. (laughs) I'm trying, so I'm trying to think now. So I have friends that are also from Canada and from my understanding of certain parts, I've learned as well. I think that Americans are more direct again, generalized statement, of course, but it's from, it's true, right? Okay. I thought so. I was like, I think we've talked about this. I think Americans are more direct than like the Canadians that I do know. Um, but like, it's taught to Americans, like being direct is taught as 
hey, get your point across, make sure they understand yeah. what you're thinking. It's kind of like, it's taught not in a negative way. It's more like, hey, if you want something to be done or if you need to express your thoughts or emotions, you need to express them properly. So it comes from that situation being direct, why it's taught as uh, an important skill. Um, of course, being polite in your directness, but still being very clear uh, about what's going on. And again, I noticed this too when I was in Korea because Koreans are not direct. Like it's like indirect to the 10th degree. Like they, because like, because it, again, the culture is built on not basically yeah. wanting to ruffle anybody's feathers and you kind of want to kind of go with the group. So again, I understand the culture. It's just opposite of my culture, of course. But I realized, oh, I'm a lot more direct when I was in Korea. Like, again, like when I was working, like even the people that were above me, like the bosses or whatever, they liked me because I got things done. But they also found it challenging at times because I was direct. Like if there's an issue, hey, let's talk about it. Like, let's just deal with it as yeah. opposed to us like, like walking around here on eggshells. <laughs> I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't yeah. used to that. I'm like, why are we walking on eggshells? Let's pick them up and put them back together. Like literally in my head, I'm like, let's put them back together because of the way I was. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I don't think that I wouldn't say that I, I walk on eggshells. Oh, not you. Not you no, but, but yeah. when you're saying it, I'm thinking because like, <laughs> again, like my, my partner is Italian and I think the culture is a lot more direct and like this is something that has been said to me but I never saw it as that I was like no I this is just like the way that everyone speaks right? <laughs> um but I think like when you were in Korea for your for your colleagues like it was efficient but they were not prepared because they hadn't worked with someone before who was like all right we need to get this done this is the way it is like it's a, it's a effective it is effective actually um but if they're not used to it and then suddenly there's like a person who they're working with who's just exactly. really like straight to the point it i think that they might have gotten nervous like and oh, yeah we had lots of conversations <laughs> but that's yeah. why i stepped i stepped back from leadership position because <laughs> Again, at that time, like I was in my 20s, I was an African-American woman in this culture where the men that were in, in charge were like 60. For me, yeah. I didn't care how old they were because in America, it doesn't matter. Your boss can be 70. But if you are the one he's putting, like you can have conversations yeah. on the same level. That's not the case in Korean culture. Yeah. So again, like when I learned that, I was like, oh, this is not about me personally at all. It's the culture. Oh, yeah. So let me just step back and not be. Now they asked me multiple times, like, can you come back? I was like, no guys, because <laughs> I know you want the results, but the process to get to the results, it's going to cause conflict between us yeah. because our methods of doing things are different. So I'll just stay over here in my little corner. I'll make sure my <laughs> students are happy. Um, but so like, it was fine. Like clearly it was fine. But again, learning that, ah, we are more direct in America and Yes, there can be a negative side, but there also is a positive side to that. Like, you know, you need to get things done, but yeah. understanding cultures, like I understood them, like I understood. And there were moments when I had to pick up the eggshells myself and put them together. And I was like, guys, this is like, if, if there was a part in my apartment, like there was an issue in my apartment. They were dancing on eggshells, like walking on eggshells. I said, no, we're not going to do this. Yeah, do yeah, this. So, yeah, yeah. So I had to kind of like step up and be like, so this is what's going to happen on this day at this time. And this person is, and it happened. And in the end, they were like, wow, Tiff, that was efficient. During the process, there was, it was a little bit of, yeah. you know, tug of war. They but... were afraid of you. You were probably intimidating. Well, the thing is, it was, it was, it was more of, again, like they're all my friends, all like, I mean, they're older, but like still like 
we great relationships or whatever. It was a fact, again, like, I do recognize that I like to get things done. And it's like, I can separate, not emotions. Like, I'm like, hey, when we have to get this done, let's, I work really well with guys too. Like, they don't really like express their emotions. Like, all right, let's get it done. Let's move forward. But um, it was, yeah, because again, like more direct or whatever. So, yeah. But it's efficient and it works. It works. It makes sense. So, yeah. 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 I love you guys. Those who are listening over there. (laughs) (laughs) I think they stopped listening by now, halfway through. (laughs) 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 Now, one of my Korean friends, she was the same though. She was very like, let's get it done, knock it out. So it was like, it was her cult. She was different from her culture, it's but good. I think it balances out people. Like, I think that's why you and I work well together. Like I get things done as well. Like I'm like, okay, let's get things done. But I am, I also like have a longer thought process than you, I think. So I think that, that it, it helps me a lot. Like it, we work well because of this. So okay. yeah, I think, I think it's a good thing. She's very modest guys. Julie is a hard worker again, which is why okay. I appreciate our, yeah, you really are a hard worker. So I appreciate our partnership too. Like, no, no, <laughs> you're a hard worker. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Last question then. What are some good habits that you have in conversations? Uh, good habits. I think that I, I don't, I don't know if I would call this a habit, but I like a lot of people tell me that I'm very easy to talk to and that I, give good advice and I make people feel better. So I don't know if it's a habit, but like, that's a good quality of mine in conversations. Um, And I've been told that a lot by students, friends, family, that um, I have the ability to make people feel better and to help them with problems or challenges and that uh, I'm easy to talk to. So that's a good thing, I guess. I concur. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) It's a new word for y'all. I concur. Um, <laughs> um, yes, I agree. Um, for me, I'd like to pick one. I think for me, one thing that I've, I actually mentally make a, a, a point to try to do this. Like if I'm talking to someone, I'll try to repeat what they said. Like whatever they're talking about, like I'll let them know that, hey, I heard you. I processed what you said. And then I'll say whatever I want to say. You yeah. know what I mean? Like kind of letting them like, hey, no, I, oh, okay, this happened to you. Like, oh, you probably feel this way. or And I try to let them know, like, I'm listening and processing what you're saying. And I think that has led to good conversations, especially when I have to listen to someone else speaking. Um, the other thing is, so, you know me, I laugh a lot. And it's not like a defense mechanism or anything. I genuinely, I am a happy person, but like, I genuinely feel like, hey, like, Laughter really is good medicine. Do you know what I'm saying? And finding yeah. like a common out, I like to find a common point with someone that, hey, this is a point where we can have deep conversations. Like I like to have deep conversations, but I also like to know that, hey, with this person, I can all, also laugh. Like we can also yeah. have a good time and it's humorous. And um, I've had times where I've met somebody, like we're in a big group. And like, I do make a lot of jokes. Again, like we have conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Students, I do make a lot of jokes. And sometimes the jokes are like under my breath if I'm in a, in a public space and only the person next to me can hear it. If somebody responds, I'm like, okay, they get my humor. It's cool. Yeah. I got that from my dad. My dad is very funny. Um, so yeah, <laughs> like sense of humor. I've always had a good sense of humor, I think. And I think that also helps to make a conversation enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. So I think. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Well, Julie, I enjoyed this conversation as well. 
As did I. It was very nice. Good stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, students, hopefully you enjoyed as well. Remember to try to practice these questions with a friend or someone else you know uh, so that you can start talking about this topic fluently in English as well. Well, Julie, we'll talk again later. I hope you have a great night. Thank you. Bye. Right, bye. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, if you want to see video explanations for all of the words and expressions that were used in today's episode, all you have to do is join the weekly English Words membership by going to www.weeklyenglishwords.com. Once again, that's www.weeklyenglishwords.com. This has been Teacher Tiffany with the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. Until next time, remember to speak English.